Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, they got a point here. And, oh, yeah, that's another perspective. 
Because isn't self-forgiveness so often wrapped up in we're we're just we can't see the forest for the trees, you know? Yeah. We can't define the ocean because we're in the water. I mean, we're so wrapped up in what did not go the way we wanted it to. Right. That we don't see the bigger picture all the time, which is a big factor in being able to forgive oneself, you know, being able to see the bigger picture. So we're going to talk about that today, and uh, we're going to take just a really quick break. So if you are have just joined us and you want to get up and get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a glass of water, uh, take about one minute to do that, and we will be right back. Not even come to my mind, and I and I was really fascinated by that at the time. 
because it is a huge, um, you know, ongoing issue in my life, not going back and forth with being able to self-forgive. And, I, and for me now it's more of an issue of um, what the what I what I've done. It's like I I've learned how to forgive myself up to this particular point. And I um, this this week actually I had something happen with a cat where I got into a panic and one of my little stray kitties that I love and take care of had been injured and I scared it to the extent that it ran off and it's been gone for three days. And that to me signifies it probably because it's a mama kitty so she's abandoned her kittens and so she's probably dead. I probably scared her off and she probably went off, and, you know, because of her injuries, went off and died somewhere. And I have not been able to forgive myself of that. So I've been going around asking everybody I know, kind of, how do you self-forgive? And it was funny last night when I said to Tracy on the phone, I said, what's our topic tomorrow? And she said, self-forgiveness. I was like, oh, universe, God, spirit, Mother Earth, you are good. I, you know, because I really need to hear this and um, it will be, you know, maybe something uh, that will help me be able to move on. So, <laughs> And we'll keep talking until I can move on. So we might go on beyond the hour and have like the Oprah after show. We'll like keep going until Leslie can get into some forgiveness for her dad. Uh Yeah. So <laughs> I, I know when I talk with other people how often it is a challenge. So so what do we do, you know, do we even recognize? I think sometimes I do forgive myself, or it's easy to forgive myself for, you know, quote, unquote, little things. In the course of a day, right. you know, you make a wrong turn and you go, right. oh, okay, let me correct this course, or, oh, I missed my turn, let me go up, you know, to the next exit and turn around and go back. Right. And we don't think anything about it. I immediately forgive myself for making, you know, missing the exit, and I self-correct. Mm-hmm. Go to the next exit, U-turn, come back down the service road if I'm on the highway. And that seems so simple, but there are other things that I know I don't, I don't self-correct that easily. And it's like, what is that about? If it's all, if it's all God and it's all spirit and it's all life is all decisions in real time, one after another, then why don't I just make a different decision and say, oh, okay, that you missed that turn, so let's go back and recircle and make a different choice. Well, it definitely is on a hierarchy for me because as I was asking people this question, they all had examples of, oh, the time that I, you know, did this or did that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I could forgive myself for that. You didn't kill a cat. You know, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I could forgive myself for everything else but not killing a cat. So, you know, that's the divine exception to the rule. So, yeah, isn't that yeah. interesting that it really everybody has their own scale? Right. So one person might, um, might take products home from work thinking, well, you know, they're here and the company can afford it and, you know, and I don't get paid enough and and not feel guilty about it and just say, oh, you know, it's just whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And somebody else might do that and not be able to forgive themselves, you know. Like come home with something in their purse that they didn't even know they had, you know, or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a different, it's definitely on a scale. I can absolutely attest to that because a lot of the examples that people were giving me when they had to do self-forgiveness, 
I was really thinking, oh my gosh, that you know, there was nothing really to forgive there. You just made an innocent mistake, and your intent was pure. And, and of course, when they turned around and said the same thing to me, I was like, <laughs> but the cat is dead. <laughs> you know what I'm Even though you have no evidence. Yeah, yeah. That's what my, one of my friends kept saying. Well, the cat's just gone off somewhere else. Could just be mad. I'm like. No, the cat that, found a new food source. Somebody found the cat and took it to the vet and healed it. You know, all sorts of positive scenarios that I just don't even make room for in my head. You know, so it is interesting when it's you know when it's about me and it's bigger than it, and it's about anybody else. So that's self forgiveness. The fact that we totally looked over that, or I totally didn't think about it in that other show, I think is very well, I was, meaningful. I was talking to someone a couple of days ago who was divorced, who went through a divorce more than 10 years ago Mm. and was still beating themselves up about it. Yes. And, And I thought, you know, the decision was made, you know, 12, 13 years ago, and you have a whole new life now. So what would it take? I mean, we didn't have this conversation, but I was thinking about it. What would it take for her to forgive herself Mm -hmm. for whatever she contributed to the fact that that marriage didn't make it Mm -hmm. and that they chose divorce as the the resolution? Mm -hmm. You know, but 12, 13 years later, you still haven't forgiven yourself for the mistakes that you've made? Or and it was and, and in my point of view it probably wasn't a mistake. It was just the experience along the journey of her life mm-hmm. that she needed to have or that she was supposed to have and she wouldn't be where she is doing the things she is now if that hadn't happened, if she was still in that relationship. So in my mind it it made me feel sad. You know, and you do some mourning of a relationship that didn't turn out the way that you imagined it would be. But she blames herself and is, like, not distraught. That's too strong. But, I mean, still, it's very strong in her consciousness every day. Thinking, wow. You know, know, if you want to say, just forgive yourself. Just stop. Just stop. (laughs) But of course, you're more. I'm more compassionate, more understanding than that, so I don't say any of those things. But it's like, wow! If if we don't forgive ourselves, we hurt ourselves even more. And you're good to not just say stop, because I think I might just say just stop, because it really is so much. The the uh, we do it to ourselves. She cares. Your friend, mm-hmm. as the example. You know, 13 years have gone by that she hasn't freed herself of that, and therefore she has chosen to stay in that that kind of purgatory spot of not being self-forgiving, and that really is selfish. And it's an interesting, you're smiling. Well, purgatory. I mean, you, you know, like that word? Yeah, we just don't hear the word <laughs> purgatory very often. Yeah. Anyway, you know, well, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't come up very much in conversation. <laughs> so. But I think it fits. I think when you don't forgive yourself, you know, and I do think hell is a state of mind. And so when you're in a state of non-forgiving of yourself, I think that certainly for me, 
I have been in hell on and off in the last three days. And, and you know, I hate being reminded that that's my choice. Because I think, gosh, you know, I killed a cat. Maybe. You know, I mean. <laughs> now you're yeah, asking maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because I don't want to put that out in the universe in case. But, you know, I just can't wrap my head around that that's forgivable. Well, that's just ridiculous. It's got to be forgivable, right? So, I mean, people have accidents, people die, things, real tragedy occurs all the time. And, you know, to hold on to it, it's my choice. It's almost like I feel like I need to be punished, I suppose. And so in my desire to say, okay, I can't just go on and be happy. I've done this Uh, horrible thing. Yeah. And I have to pay penance. I have to be sad. I can't enjoy the cool day. You know, today I was thinking, I have to give myself 40 laughs since nobody else would do it. Right. And so there's something about punishing myself before I can forgive myself that is also interesting. Okay, well, that's interesting. (laughs) But I think on a subconscious level, Uh that is really true, and I never really thought about that before. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a sense of I need to punish myself because I did something that had outcome. And there's no one else to punish me. Right. So, wow, that's... Isn't that interesting? That's sick, but... <laughs> yeah. That's sick, but normal. I mean, yeah, it's I what we do. It usually makes sense, right? You can track it back and like, oh, right. No, I'm like, that's sick, and that's what we all do to yeah. ourselves. And so, you know, the, the the example that we all use a lot about forgiving others is it's like, Drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, and so we use that example a lot. But this example is exactly true. Since nobody else will punish me, Mm -hmm. I better punish myself because I know that wasn't a good thing, or I know that didn't work out the way it should have, or you know, that's my way of taking responsibility. So, because what would happen in a world? If we all, if we made a mistake, even if it had a horrific outcome, we we looked and we said, "I'm so sorry," and you know, offered offered penance, you know, said, "I'm sorry," took responsibility for it, and then let it go, like within the next two or three minutes, and just went on. I mean, I think the world would that would that would be amazing. And I think all of us are walking around much like your friend. There's something we've done ten years ago that we're still halfway holding on to, or there's something we did yesterday that we're really holding on to. And so that whole self-forgiveness is really kind of crippled us as humanity. Yeah, and that's what one of the links that I'm making right now is the difference, the distinction between taking responsibility for my actions or my contributions to the outcome, uh-huh. you know, on the one hand, and on the other hand, living in the place of the bad outcome, which is the failing to forgive myself. And I, I, but I think on a subconscious level, for me, definitely in the past, and for many people, what happens is we have that tape running in our head. Of we have we're responsible for our actions, right? And so. 
that happened, and so I'm responsible for it. I'm responsible for it. I'm responsible for it. You know, that tape is on a loop. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I'm responsible for it, I'm sorry that's the way it happened, or that wasn't my intention, or that happened and, I, you know, and I'm sorry about that and moving on. So we don't move from responsibility to making a new choice. Right. We say we're responsible and now we're stuck with it. And, I, you know, the old the old saying of, you know, you made your bed, now you have to laugh and write. Lay lie, whatever, it's yours. You're stuck in that bed <laughs> forever. And, you know, it's interesting because there are two or three sayings like that that probably a lot of us in the United States heard growing up mm-hmm. as our parents, our teachers, our other adults were trying to teach us the concept of responsibility and the concept of consequences. Accountability and reality. Yes. Yes, accountability, and there are consequences for your choices and your actions. Without giving us the third part of when the outcomes are not good, here's a process you can go through to forgive yourself and then make a new choice, take take on new responsibility for fixing it, for making it right, for healing yourself. Because I, I know growing up, I I, got, I was going to say I didn't get any of that third piece, but I guess I got some of it, but not nearly in proportion to the accountability and the consequences mm-hmm. messages. Right. And ultimately, that's got to be probably because our parents didn't do it for themselves, so they didn't know how to teach it. Or, you know, I think in some ways as as a society, we don't, you know, we're 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 just not there where we're loving and forgiving and kind to ourselves so we can't teach others how to be loving and kind and forgiving to themselves generally. Um but um I do have a devotion. Let's hear it. And um it's called Surrender. Surrender Leslie. The words from my spiritual teacher washed over me like warm water. Can it really be that simple? Don't I need to pray, meditate, do some spiritual ritual to resolve, understand, and fix the issue? As the day passed, questions and ideas rattled through my mind. I took no action but to say, surrender, Leslie. Surrender, Leslie. Surrender, Leslie. By day's end, I felt the warm water of my teacher's words within my soul. They soothed, they released, they relieved. By nightfall, I was at peace. I have a hunch God is able to more easily flow with, flow through me when I surrender. When I am busy doing to get an answer, solution, or resolution to an issue, I may be blocking the very energy I seek to gain. Twelve-step programs say let go and let God. Yesterday, I was reminded when I let go and surrender, I am really just making room for God to go into action. Nice. And I think for me that shows in a strange way, maybe if I, and one of my friends, one of the answers I got in my little survey was uh, when I was asking the question, how do you forgive yourself for something you think is unforgivable? One of my friends said, well, I tell myself Jesus forgives me, so who am I not to forgive myself? 
and this person is not a particularly religious person. She's not active in a church, but that was her immediate reaction was, you know, God forgives me. Who am I to to not forgive me? So in a strange way, when I'm when I surrender, and there was a moment when I was sitting in my porch yesterday morning before I left my house. It was foggy early in the morning, and I was calling out to see if I could get the kitty to come, you know, and and I sat on my porch and I just got a clear sense of God saying, you know, that Leslie, there's nothing you can do. You've done what you can do. And it was really, I'll get emotional talk about it, but it was really a moment of I felt God saying, it's okay. And I felt me saying, no, it's not, I killed the cat. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I, and so you know, I was like, okay, I'll go away and come back. When you're ready, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, exactly. she's not ready yet. I got to you know, like, if get I, out of the way, God, I'm... You know, I uh, it was really interesting because I felt God's presence, and then I just denied it and pushed it and, and said, "Get out of here! I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not having any right. God today. Right? I'm not having any peace of mind." So that's fascinating. So surrendering and letting God, you know, come in it can be really forgiving. I think can be the beginning of that forgiveness process. And something that you just said triggered for me, but then I kept listening, and I'm not sure I'm going to remember what it was. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so it's gone. <laughs> it might come back. It might come back. Yeah, it will come back more than likely since we're focused on one particular subject. I just think it's really um, interesting for me, too, that you know, this is the theme that we decided a few weeks ago and just put it on the, you know, on the queue. The random list. So that it would come up. And, um, you know, and yesterday I was just having, uh, over the weekend I had just a tremendous challenge Mm -hmm. with um, forgiving myself for, you know, a whole whole list of things. So I, which is not my normal state, but Mm -hmm. I had all this anxiety and, you know, and fear and shame and mm. blaming myself mm. for things, you know, like the way they are now that they're not the way I want them. And I thought, wow, is this because I'm just really tired because the last two weeks, you know, I've worked a lot of mm. hours or am I frustrated? And, and every time I would feel it, I would, like, go into prayer or I would meditate for 15 minutes or... You know, I would go online and play, listen to some minister's, you know, recorded Sunday yeah, talk right, right. from the last few weeks. Or, you know, I would do something to get back in touch with the spiritual connection mm-hmm. and the spiritual grounding. And it would work. For 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, longer than 12 seconds. <laughs> you know, for a couple of hours. Or, you know, I'd lay down mm-hmm. and I'd fall asleep, and then I'd wake up 45 minutes later, you know, feeling a little anxious, and then I'd start to cycle all over mm-hmm. again. But um, but it is interesting because it also gave me an opportunity. I think if we had done this show last week, you know, I would have said with greater confidence mm-hmm. that I have forgiven myself for a lot of you know, not, maybe not everything, but for almost everything that I've done that I was disappointed in myself mm-hmm. about. Because I have done a lot of work on that. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, this weekend, all this stuff just came up, and I was like, oh, guess I still have some more self-forgiveness work to do. Isn't that interesting? Because the things that came up for you this weekend are old things, I'm assuming. They're not things that happened on Friday that you did, right? Exactly. So Mostly. Mostly. But so they existed in your world last week, the week before, and you weren't in this shame spiral or this blame spiral, but then suddenly something in your world shifted. shifted. And suddenly now, you know, you're going back, it's like you're digging up an old grave, you know, that's buried and gone and been done. And so what is that about, that we, you know, can be resolved with an issue for some period of time and then suddenly we come back and say, oh, that's right, I did hit Grandma's car and made her hit her head and she died two years later and it could have been me. Or, you know, or the things that so often for people it's not even the physical, tangible things, it's the emotional things. You know, I I, don't forgive my, this is not my story, but someone saying... Yeah, friend. <laughs> well, no, but this really is not my story because it, it hasn't happened But uh, in my life and in my family. But, you know, to have someone say, you know, my father died and the, my last conversation with him oh, was, yeah, you know, we kid. had a big fight mm-hmm. the day before or three years before and I never spoke to him again and then he died and I you know, and I feel bad about that. So so that wasn't my story. But I mean when people say things like that, it's like, okay, you know, let's let's work with that and let's, you know, be clear about what you did do and what you didn't do. And what you wish would have happened, but at the time you didn't know he was going to die. And so there was no way for you to know you were going to miss him this much or you were going to feel guilty. And you can't change that. So you can forgive yourself for making that choice with the best information you had at that time and the best emotional maturity you had at that time. You wouldn't make the same decision today. So it's so easy for me to see that in somebody else's situation, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, this weekend just reminded me that, oh, so when certain things happen, they trigger old, old, old yeah, stories. You know, I mean, without, you don't have to disclose too much, but, I mean, do you know what triggered the old story? I mean, was there something Well, I mean, it wasn't just one event or one conversation. But, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, these are old stories getting triggered. So you were aware of that at the time. Yeah, and, yeah, talking about spiritual practice, which we always do, which this may be a good time to to kind of shift to that, you know, the using spiritual practices works. Right. Definitely proof. Mm -hmm. But the ability, and this links back to last week in spiritual community, the ability to hold that spiritual truth mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of all the stress right. is not always easy. Mm-hmm. And so having, you know, prayer partners or having people who know you, like we talked about at the top of the hour, um, makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so spiritual practices for, that will work for self forgiveness. Yeah, that support the support a commitment or a decision to forgive oneself. Because um, I, I I do think that there are processes and there are steps that we can use that we don't necessarily forgive ourselves just by saying. I'm forgiving myself now. It's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, there are processes to go through, and that's more of the, you know, maybe the psychological and the emotional healing. Um, but there's also a spiritual healing element to that. So right. And you, know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, I can say meditation, I can say prayer, and then I'm thinking, well, I say all these the same every time. And then I thought. You know, ultimately that is true, that a spiritual practice, given a routine of it, really does work for everything. You know, all the different things that we talked about when we think about how do we stay in touch with, you know, the flow of energy and the flow of spirit and the the overall well-being of remembering who we are and, um, you know, all of the spiritual practices work for all of the issues. And um, if you work them, if I work them, that's what A talks about when you get to the end of the meeting, it says keep coming back, it works if you work it. Mm-hmm. You know, that at the end of the day, any of the spiritual practices work with all of the issues that come up for me. And um, to me, like you said, it's more of an issue of remembering to do them and then actually doing them. Because I can absolutely think of times when I'm, okay, I need to get up and take a walk or go out and, you know, sit in a chair for five minutes and clear my mind, and, you know, and I just roll back over or I just eat that piece of pie or I just, you know, turn on the TV. And so maybe it's more of of an encouragement or a conversation about, you know, how do we, that moment of choice, should I do the spiritual practice or should I just wallow around a little bit longer? Should I let God wash over me and help me feel love for myself? Or should I stand up and say, no, I've killed a cat, you know, I can't be forgiven? So how do we make that choice in that moment to let our spiritual practice come in? Let God, you know, let the God within out. <laughs> How do we consistently see God in, how do I see God in my day Mm. when I'm having a crappy day? Mm. How do I see God in my day when I am having trouble forgiving myself, whether it's something that happened 30 minutes ago or something that happened 30 years ago? Mm -hmm. And, um, And so one of the things that I just wrote down on my spiritual practices list is that I go to the website, GodInMyDay.com, <laughs> well, and yeah. look for some kind of, if, whether it's today's post or whether it's, you know, kind of scrolling through and looking by the tag, mm-hmm. you know, for something that relates to whatever it is I'm stressed about, you know, mm-hmm. relationships or I need inspiration or I'd like to, a five-minute med- guided meditation, you know. And so, you know, kind of, jokingly but not completely 
I say GodInMyDay.com, but because it's our site, but also just going to the Internet mm-hmm. with an intention that I'm going to find a resource right. that helps me connect. And GodInMyDay.com is a good resource, not just because it's ours, but because it's so variety. It's not just you you bring in so many different pieces of uh, different material that really, you know, you'll be able to find. Like you said, you went yesterday and listened to sermons. I mean, you know, there's so there's so much out there. And um, and I do think God in my day brings a lot of the different things together because really listening to something spiritual, listening to something uplifting just for five minutes can shift, can shift the energy. And another really it is a spiritual practice, although we don't always think of it this way. If I'm having trouble forgiving myself, and then I go out, and maybe in in AA or in 12-step, it would be that piece of, well, making amends is, is direct mm-hmm. with that one person much of the time, but sometimes that's not possible. Right, so if, if I am... It is a spiritual practice to get out of myself and to do something for someone else. Yes. And so uh, that's, I'm thinking about that on two levels. One is just go do some service, and so you get out of yourself and you're out in the world. Mm-hmm. But also the way it initially came to my mind was, you know, is is more like a make amends, not necessarily to that person, but whatever the situation is. So if but related to whatever the situation is. So the friend I referred to who's um, still beating herself up about the fact that her marriage ended in divorce, you know, it might be really from a spiritual point of view a really good practice for her to go out and work with or volunteer in a program I mean, she didn't, that, that relates to or that provides services, tools, resources, or skills to people who have been through a divorce or for women who are homeless or for, um, you know, there may be something that she wishes she had done that, would, that she believes, in, in, in her mind, she believes might have saved the marriage. Go do that now. Mm-hmm. To help someone else. Get some action. Or yeah. donate to, you know, a cause that does that. Do something that makes you feel like you are, it, that you are, I don't like the word paying penance. That's mm-hmm. not the phrase I really want. But that you are doing something to fill that hole, mm-hmm. but it's from a, a place of spirituality, a, a place of giving, not a place of guilt. Let me help someone else so they don't experience what I am experiencing. And maybe through that, giving, I call it the 13th step, service work. And yes. Um, you can give, get that sense of well-being through service, certainly. It does take our mind off our ourselves when we get involved. And I wonder if... Um, Doing something for others and just you know that just opens up that flow again of of letting uh, spirit work because I do think there's so much energy that wants our highest 
good and to remind us of who we are. Yes. You know, and it's it takes a lot of effort on our part to on my part to block that. And um and so getting out of myself long enough to help somebody else. Yeah, I think that is a good idea. But I don't think I should go, you know, get a new cat. I have other cats. I could take better care of the cats I have. That would be how I might be able to do my service work. You could volunteer at the Humane no, Society. No, I would kill myself. I'd, I'd burn down the Humane <laughs> Oh, but okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, we'll change that topic. <laughs> yeah, there is. You reminded me, though, there is a saying, we a story that, or an easy thing to do when we're having difficulty forgiving ourselves or telling ourselves something, to reframe the story as it's happening to your best friend or your child or someone you love deeply, and what would you say to them? Yes. Um, and, and I think that can be a powerful thing if I actually write out what I'm telling myself and then I put the face of my friend or my child and I put that story that they did that thing, what would I write out, what would I say to them and then read that back to myself as myself. That I have found very helpful. That could be a practice. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because I, and we said it earlier, but I think it does bear repeating that most of the time we are so understanding and forgiving of other people we know and love. Right. We're not always so understanding and forgiving of people we don't know who cut us off in traffic <laughs> or who, right. you know, we work with, but we are sure that their mission in life is to make our lives miserable and difficult. But people they must we be punished. Right. But people we know and love, we're we understand that they had good intentions, right. but we understand that they um, are on a journey, and this mm-hmm. is just one little mm-hmm. minute or year in that journey. Mm-hmm. It's not their whole life. It's not all of who they are. Mm-hmm. So it does work. To, what would I say to Leslie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, then maybe I should give myself some of that. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And, and it still doesn't make it easy. Right. But it, it's a way to shift and stand in another place. It's action. Yeah. I, I often tell myself, um, so if you were standing on the, I ask myself this question. So, Tracy, if you were standing on the other side of the room, how would this look? Mm. Oh, I haven't heard that. You know, and it, it's that, yeah, okay, you're here and you're so clear about what's going on and, you know, and you're getting upset about it or focused on it and driven by it. But if you were standing on the other side of the room looking at yourself mm-hmm. or observing this situation, what would you see? Would it make a difference? And it's amazing how often the answer to that is, Oh, okay, so it's really not all about me, huh? <laughs> and, yes, and it goes back to my other, when I said it, I thought, is that true? Because I hadn't really thought about it. But not forgiving myself is really very selfish because it, it keeps me in a small little hole where I'm not going to be able to be as present or as loving or as kind or as available in the in the world because there's a little part of me that's locked off beating myself up. So really, 
not forgiving myself is selfish. And I had never really put that together, but I think it's true. I think it's true, too. It's so true that I am making it my Facebook status. <laughs> there you go, man. That must be good, then, if you're put out to the world like that. And, and I do, again, I come back to the idea that isn't it amazing that we hold on to these things feeling like that's what, well, I feel like that's what I should do. I mean, how to get past that idea of, you know, it's okay to do this horrible thing that I deem is horrible and just go on and be happy. You know, it's really... Well, and that's the key. Because we're not, when we forgive ourselves, we're not saying it was okay to do it. We're not. We're not saying oh, it's okay to do it. It's just like when somebody does something that we think hurts us or we, we know hurts us. Uh-huh. We don't say it was okay for them to do that. Okay, okay. So we, I don't. we say that was inappropriate behavior. I'm setting a boundary for the future that that is not likely to happen again, and it's done. See, the issue that I equate forgiveness, self-forgiveness, that 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 I have to embrace it. Oh well, it just doesn't matter that I did that. But I can claim and say, oh, I'm so sad that my behavior caused that, and. I can forgive myself and move on and not hold on to it. Is that, yeah. is that the shit? And I keep not, living it over and over and over and over and over again. But I don't have to go into, uh, isn't that funny? But in my mind, I think I have to make it okay or I have to justify it in order to let it go. But no, I can, it can be a bad thing. It can be an unhappy event. And I can still move on and be happy that I don't have to. That's interesting. And I am just sitting here shaking my head, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and in my head going, yeah, yeah, so what was going on with me this weekend that Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to say, yes, that was a bad decision 10 years ago, or yes, it wasn't a bad decision. Yes, that was a decision 10 years ago that had, you know, really challenging circumstances, and I'm not living in that anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is what I learned from it, A, B, C, and D, and I'm now able to make a different choice. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And I, maybe that had to happen, so I would have learned what I know now, mm-hmm. so I don't keep making the same choice. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, it's like, yeah, I totally get that. And what is it saying that we can learn from joy as well as pain? I'm ready to learn from, from joy. Joy, 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 joy. Joy, yes. joy, joy. The lessons come one way or the other. Yes, absolutely. And I think um, until I really forgive myself, and this is, you know, you've heard this before, you can't really forgive somebody else on some level as long as I'm, keeping myself in purgatory, and I think I do like that word. And, um, you know, then I I really am not freed completely to free, you know, to, to, to give that gift of forgiveness. Intellectually, I agree with that. It just sounds right. Uh, it just feels right that I can't truly forgive others until I've forgiven myself. But on a practical level, 
you know, there's that, that inner me going, no, I can forgive people really easily because I know they're doing the best they can with the information they have and the emotional maturity that they have developed oh. up until this moment. And and I truly believe that. And so, you know, 99% of the time, it's really easy for me to forgive others and, and let go of it. Mm. And, you know, if it's something where I'm going to have an ongoing relationship with that person, creating some boundaries either with them mutually or just in terms of my own interaction with them um, so that it doesn't recur and recur and recur and recur. Mm-hmm. But... It's like, no, I'm really done with it. I have that peace with with them and with the situation. Um, and, you know, and I, and I know I haven't totally forgiven myself for everything that I've ever mm-hmm. done. So, so intellectually that makes sense, and I wouldn't have the compassion for others if I didn't have compassion mm-hmm. for myself. I wouldn't be able to release whatever's going on with, between the two of us or between me and a group if I don't release, you know, myself. Um, And I don't know, so there's this um, tug of war happening in my brain between, you know, which is one of those more right than the other. Maybe it's levels of forgiving others until we forgive ourselves. Maybe we forgive others and and it... Superficial level. You know what just went through my mind, which we're not going to have time to really go into, but I'm going to journal about this later uh, this week. Which is a spiritual practice. We can throw that out there. I know I'll journal about this because this is actually huge. So I was just thinking about that context, that it's hard to forgive others if if you don't have the practice of self-forgiveness. And so I'm thinking about what well, we talked a little bit about their little things, like people cutting you off in traffic or someone, you know, not giving you the right change or something. And then there are big emotional things that often are related to death or divorce or, you know, huge emotional life experiences. But this idea of group identity and forgiveness just went through my mind. Um, so growing up as a you know, little black kid in the United States of America in the civil rights movement, there was a lot about forgiving white people as a group. Really? Forgiving white people? For discrimination against... Oh, back then? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, being raised with that, that's really interesting that, you know, that's that it was a Christian thing to do. Oh, wow. You know, and love your... You know, and, and in fact, even the word enemies wasn't chosen. It was more about, you know, the forgive them for they don't know, you know, not know oh, not what, what they, they do, do. Uh-huh. and no, this is not, you know, Christian. And it, and as a good Christian, you will forgive them. Wow. And and a lot of the self forgiveness was yes, you don't have to worry about forgiveness because Jesus has died on the cross for you, and so you are forgiven. And so it's done. Mm, But that's really interesting because the whole idea of differentiating between forgiving the group, forgiving quote-unquote white people as a group, and forgiving individual people 
who called you the N-word or who wouldn't let you go play with their children. And, mm. I mean, there's two very different mm. levels of forgiveness of others. Mm. But then there was also a piece of self-forgiveness if you, you know, when you didn't feel like forgiving. <laughs> you know, mm. it hurt when those parents called me those names or it hurt when I didn't get invited to go. And, you know, forgiving myself or wanting to go or wanting to be accepted. You know, it's like, wow, I had a lot of lessons, you know, or forgiving myself when I was mean to somebody because they were mean to me, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I'm getting a little older and going, you know, why am I going to be mad at that person? They're the one who started it all. And why, why am I going to be mad at me? They're the one who kind of started this negative interaction. And... You know, why am I beating myself up for not being nicer or, you know, or for being mean back to them? Either way. So, yeah, I'm going to be journaling about that. (laughs) Because there have been a lot of times in my life where I've had to forgive myself for not, for acting, for reacting badly to the way others are showing up. Yes, because, you know, I, you've probably heard me say this before. I don't need to know who you are to be who I am. You know, and that's so hard to live, but it's so important. Yeah, it's and true. so if you are, if you treat me badly, I don't have to give that back because that's right. not who I am in right, the world. Right, right, right. But there have been a lot of times where I do <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, yeah. I want to be the, quote, unquote, the bigger person. Mm-hmm. I want to be the loving person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be the God-like person. And I blew that. Mm. As you're putting your foot in their mouth, right? <laughs> as I'm gossiping about mm-hmm. them. As I'm telling my friends how difficult it is to work with this person. As I'm withholding information mm. that might be helpful to them, but it's wow. like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not telling you. I, well, you'll she'll figure it out, you know, in her own time. Now, see, those are such interesting examples because they're kind of small in mm-hmm. a way, but they really do feed into this kind of um, river that we can get into sometimes of justifying our own uh, behavior, which is a whole other show in a way, but... You know, and then we're just almost feeding reasons that we need to go back and then forgive ourselves. Because really, if we, you know, are conscious in our living, there'll be less and less reasons for self-forgiveness. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and I do think those li- a lot of those little things, those little, um, the little things aren't so big, and, except they add up. Yes. And then there's a cumulative effect. Yes. And I think those are the things that sometimes surprise us and catch mm-hmm. us off guard and and have us, you know, really get stuck. Sometimes it's the really big things. We know that we know that they're a challenge for us. We know we need to forgive ourselves but we're caught in a spiral. But the little things we don't even know until they add up and we go, oh, that's not who I want to be in the world. Right, right. You know, and I just, luckily, having done this work for a long time on myself, looking in the mirror, you know, it comes up enough 
over time that I, I do feel I've done a lot of work. Not perfect, but I'll notice it oh, yeah. more quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's huge. But uh, in this path of becoming a licensed practitioner, I've also had lots of opportunities to go to a deeper level with that mm-hmm. and go, oh, oh, okay, well, that really is not who I want to be in the world, and so let me catch the remaining times mm-hmm. that I'm doing that more often. And I think when we react, when I react out of that place, uh, you know, wanting to retaliate or wanting to, I am actually coming from a place that I haven't forgiven myself for something. Yes. That that, that that's not a natural expression of God. And so if, if I'm doing that, that's not who I actually am, then yeah. I'm coming from a place of that I haven't healed within me, my human experience. So this show on self-forgiveness is about coming to an end. Wow. We have about two minutes. I needed this. I appreciate this so much. And I'm interested if you have comments or ideas on it to, to the question, how do you forgive yourself for something you feel is unforgivable? I'd love to see some suggestions on the uh, blog, talk, radio. Yeah. So post if you're listening to this by recording or live, Post a comment on the show page um, down lower toward the middle at the bottom and just tell us how do you forgive yourself or what helps you to forgive yourself, especially when it feels like it's something that's unforgivable. And in the meantime, uh, throughout the week, just check us out at GodInMyDay.com. And the last week was Happy Dance Week, reminding yes. you to every time you think about God in your day, just do a little happy dance. And because um, really if we live in the presence of seeing that, we do feel happier, giddier, lighter. I do. I do. So if you didn't go to the um, blog last week, you might want to check out a few of those. And this week we don't have a theme. It's just every day, every couple of days, it's uh, something a little different to remind you to see God in your day. The meditation on Tuesday night at 10.30 Central Time. And they're archived. Everything encourage people to always go back and listen to them if you're not available then. Yeah, 20 to 30 minute meditations. They're perfect for fitting in at different times during your week. And tomorrow night will be a meditation on self-forgiveness. Oh, nice. Isn't that a theme for the week? There yes. you go. It is. So, reclaim joy. You can go to ReclaimJoy.com. Yeah, there's an upcoming webinar or an upcoming teleseminar that's free, and you can sign up for that um, at ReclaimJoy.com. Next week, our theme is fun. Oh, good. F- Once you we forgive ourselves, then we can have, we can have fun. fun, fun, fun. Well, that was a good, uh, a good progression of things, right? Yeah, and how does fun happen? Yes, to spirit. Much easier. Much more easily, I think. (laughs) So have a great week, and we'll see you next time.
be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play meant to be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.